This is Tira. Tira Brooke. Hello and welcome back to Tea It Up. I'm Lindsay Eastwood, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by Brooke Avery, my fellow co-host. We're back for season two. A long time no see, Brooke. But before we kick it off, I just got to remind everyone that this podcast is brought to you by Pro Sport. Pro Skate Corner located in Toronto, Ontario. So hockey season's c- coming around. Head out over to see our buddy Jeff Potter and he'll take care of all your equipment needs. But Brooke, how's it going? Long time no chat on the pod. Oh, Lindsay, I know it's been crazy. It's been since I think April was our last episode. Um, it's been crazy. I mean, I can't believe it's been that long, but done a lot of traveling, surprisingly, in that span of time. Um, it was in Mexico for a week, which is the first time I've ever been like, I've ever been to Mexico. I've been to Canada. So I've now oh. hit all uh, all three North American major countries. So that was fun. But yeah, Mexico was great. I was there for a week, took the whole week off, no work, nothing. So that was great. Um, I went to Arizona and saw our friend Logan for a long weekend. That was fun. Um, was in Michigan for a week with the Packers for Packers 30th. Um, I was in New Hampshire for two weeks. Damn, to my Packers family. 30. I know she's literally 30 and she goes, she goes, oh man, people are going to think I'm so washed up and I'm old. I'm like, well, you're still better than most. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So then I was home for two weeks. I went on my first business trip in a year and a half, uh, just outside of Houston in Sugarland, Texas, which was awesome. Uh, Coaching now. So going to be out in Detroit for a uh, October tournament, going to Vermont this weekend for the Naha tournament. So been all over the place, wearing my mask, being safe as always though. Um, but yeah, a lot of traveling, not a lot of downtime, but that's all right. That's what summer's for, right? Absolutely right on Brooke. Holy smoke. So it has been that long. Cause I remember you went to Mexico. Like I was, that's old news. Yeah, that's old news so <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been a hot minute, but I've honestly, I've done a little bit of traveling myself. I, uh, only around Canada. I got out to out West, got to see the Rocky mountains in Calgary and, uh, Banff and Canmore it's beautiful out there and uh, I saw Thunder Bay I was visiting some friends so yeah it's been uh, it's been a fun summer it uh, kind of weather wasn't the best but and you know me I'm obviously my weekend spent at the cottage so yeah. uh, lots of time spent there and uh, yeah I'm, I'm shipping back out to Toronto here this weekend and uh, back at it back to business I think we're finally going to start to get back in the office for for work in my day job so I might get to meet my colleagues I've never met them face to face so that's quite the quite something and then um, I'm also coaching gonna help out with the Etobicoke Girls Hockey Association this year so I mean maybe our teams will uh will cross paths Brooke I, I remember that Detroit tournament that's the Halloween oh, yeah. tournament isn't it yes it is that's the one <laughs> yeah, all, all the scouts were at that one that's a good tournament yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I ever, I think I played in it one season, one year, but we always did. Um, we always did Naha. We did Stony Creek, which they're not doing this year. Um, that was, a big oh, they're not. No, I, I don't think Ontario's so. Yeah. Still yeah. Strict. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did Detroit once, I think. Um, yeah, it was, that was a long time ago though. That's, that's youth hockey. That's a long time. <laughs> but 
Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, like you said, so maybe we uh, maybe we'll cross paths. We'll see. Battle it out for the best coach. <laughs> right on, right on. What uh, age group are you coaching? I got U19s this year. Oh, the big guns. Yeah. The big guns. Yep. Kids are getting ready. They're trying to get recruited right now. I have some uh, some younger kids that are playing up just the way that the numbers work. So I got some kids that are just starting the college process, some that are still looking to get recruited, uh, some that are committed already. So uh, it's very exciting. I remember this whole process as if it was not that long ago. So pre-Syracuse. Right, right? Well, give us your best uh, best advice then for someone who's trying to get recruited. Ooh, uh, I would definitely say to stay active in your communication. Um, there's a lot of kids that are trying to get recruited and there's a lot of teams and coaches have a lot of responsibility on their plate. So um, it's really important to keep that line of communication open. Always send them your schedule. If you're going to be out at tournaments, um, let them know if you're in the area at all. Um, if you want to set up a tour or if you just want to grab a coffee or something, um, a lot of times people aren't in the area of that college. So it's good to always send your schedule. Um, but yeah, definitely stay in contact. Cause like I said, coaches got a lot going on. They have their own season plus they're trying to recruit. So, um, yeah, always stay in touch. It's easy to just send a quick uh, little email saying, Hey, here's my schedule for the weekend or, Hey, just checking in, wondering if you got, uh, whatever I sent you a couple weeks ago or whatever. So, um, that would be my biggest piece of advice, uh, in terms of that. And obviously, on the physical side to stay in shape and, and continue, continue what you're doing. Cause obviously if you're getting college looks, you're doing the right thing. So how about you, Lindsay, what would you suggest? Well, I uh, know that's some great advice. I, I totally agree. It's definitely, and communication is very important. And uh, in that communication, I think the biggest thing I'd say is, is always be polite. Um, you know, always give the best version of yourself and, you know, be, you, you always want to be authentic as well, but you know, be polite, say your please and thank yous, and you're never too old for that, and, uh, and you know, and, and communicate, because nobody likes being left on red, even with yeah. their own friends, coaches don't either, and uh, same with, you know, you don't want to ghost them either, so no, that's great advice, and I guess just, you know, every opportunity you can, work hard, and, uh, and don't get too nervous when those coaches come around, just uh, play your heart out, and, and be confident. Love it. Oh, so true, Linz. Like I said, it's almost like we did this not too long ago. So. <laughs> oh, seriously, holy yeah. high school days. It's been yeah. a minute. Seriously. But uh, we got lots going on in the NWHL. We have lots to catch up on. I mean, we were letting the letting the tea boil this summer. So it's uh, the pot is screaming, Brooke. So should we get to it? Oh, Lindsay, I love the way you put it. Honestly, I've been trying not to spill the tea all summer waiting for this moment. But, <laughs> oh, I know. It's so great. I, we love spilling the tea. So, uh, but yeah, I think the first order of business that we just actually saw last night or a couple nights ago was uh, Women's Worlds. Like we need to talk about what went down with that. So obviously USA fan through and through till the day I die. Um, but it was a really good game. I thought that was the pace was incredible. Um, the competition gets better and better every season. So, but we got to talk about the goal. Like, I think anyone watching that game probably knew that Poulin's shot went in because it was a sick shot. Like, yeah, it was yeah. an incredible play. But like, how I don't understand how you can blow the play down. So basically, if anybody that didn't see it, Poulin went down and scored like top top shelf bar down score like 
it was in the net, bounced in and out. And U.S. kept playing. I mean, I would have done the same. But the U.S. kept playing. And then the puck went down into the Canadian zone. And then the Canadians had it. They had possession. And then they just held on to it. And then the buzzer blew. And that was the end of the game. And this was overtime. So we were like, okay, can you end the game like that? Like, And I know the comparison is with um, Patrick Kane in the Stanley Cup. With the Blackhawks, the same sort of thing happened, but like that play didn't run. Like this play ran for at least fifteen more seconds. Like, well, that's what that's what I'm th- thinking. You know, like, well, first of all, Brooke, you just brushed over the fact that we beat the wheels off of the U.S. Whatever. in the first game in the round robin. But anyways, uh, no, we knew we knew U.S. was going to come back and put up a better fight in the uh, in the final there, and, and you know, women's hockey's coming a long way, and it's it's getting you know, the competition around the, the world is getting much better. And you're seeing like Finland, they won, they won a couple of years ago, you know, so it's, it's definitely getting better, but I think uh, us like, you know, us and Canada, you can almost always bet that they're going to be in the final against each other. So they knew they were going to get another crack at them. And we, everyone knew that it was going to be a much better game. And it was, that was an unreal game. And like you said, though, that final goal. So that OT winner by Pule. First of all, how many times is this woman going to score in OT and late or the game winning goal, like captain clutch, but yeah, no, I, I, I also, I'm here. I hear you though. Like you can't just blow the goal horn in the middle of the play after like they scored 30 seconds before you got to go and review that. Like, it's kind of like, what if, what if, you know, Canada celebrates, they're all throwing their gloves in the air, throwing their helmets off. They go back and review and decide it was no goal. Like yeah. then what do we do? You'll put your helmet back on. Like that'd be a little awkward. It was yeah. clearly a goal, but still, like they should have blown it down, reviewed it, called it a goal. Canada celebrates. Right. Like they did with the US Finland game last year, right? When they reviewed that goal in overtime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. Like, um, especially in a situation like that, it's overtime of the gold medal game. You've got to make sure you get that call right. Regardless if you know that it's in or not, like mid-play, I was shocked. Cause I was watching was with weird. no sound because I was at work and I was like, wait, that puck definitely went in, but they kept playing. And I was like, huh, wait. And then it stopped. And I was like, wait, did I miss something? <laughs> like, yeah, what was, is that, going on? That was, that was weird. That was weird. But yeah, I mean, we'll have to do a I, poll for that and see yeah. what people think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For we'll sure. But all around really good game. Cool. Yeah. Nice and to great watch. tournament too. Yeah. Like I was so impressed that I didn't really see any major blowouts I mean obviously we have some new teams to the division you know Germany for example but we haven't seen Germany before like that was pretty cool to see them in there uh same thing with Denmark they worked their way up too and I have actually have a friend on the Denmark team and it was really great to see that whole preparation but having friends on the Czech team too you know that was a a devastating loss in the semis for them because they played a really good game um or it might have been quarters I forget which one it is it was but uh again with Japan too like Japan came out of nowhere and played incredible so um to see the international talent is is really reassuring because obviously like we've said U.S. and Canada battled it out in the gold for quite a number of years but to see this you know new level of talent coming through is really exciting so I'm excited to see what happens next year. Well, you know, what's also cool is uh, I'm hearing about girls on like team hungry. So they go over there and they play their, their North American, either American or, or Canadian. And they go over there and they play uh, in their league and in, in the hungry league. And uh, now they, they applied for a passport and so they can play on their team. So they're playing. 
So like there's girls, so like you and I, it's like you and I going over there, playing pro for a couple of years, applying for a passport, and then becoming technically a citizen. So then you get to be on their Olympic team. You know what? I have heard this. And I have seen it. I've met people that have done this. Now that you say that. And it's crazy to me. I mean, it's awesome because I think, do you think part of it is that they're just trying to get the teams better? Because I know like, for example, Team China, or I know that the uh, the guy that ran that Chinese league really wanted players to come over and play. So he was paying them like crazy amounts of money. But obviously it's up to the government at the same time. You can't just hand out passports. So it's like, do you think that's a collective thing? Or what? I don't know. That's very interesting to me. Well, I remember AK, uh, she, she was a Syracuse alum. She was there before we were there. But she's um, of Japanese descent. And she went over and played in Japan. And uh, she had to live there. She wasn't able to come home for a couple of years because she was trying to get her passport in order to play. But, you know, at least it was in her heritage. heritage. I don't think some of these girls it's in their heritage at all no, they're, it's they're definitely just not. applying for the passport and uh and becoming a citizen so that's pretty that's pretty crazy I mean I always kind of wish you know I, I I have some Finnish in me but Finnish <laughs> Finland's pretty good now I definitely have Irish and I could probably put together a team if I had to go out there <laughs> yeah we'll I always wish I always wish I could get my passport and go and try over their team or something like right? that it's not good enough for Canada so it's <laughs> such a good point um but I mean speaking of like these international players and all this international talent um the NWHL had a really cool feature this year in the draft and that they did the international draft um so each team had one pick uh for a player not stationed in the U.S. so um we had representation from Russia um from Czech I believe Japan so it was really cool to see that um so obviously like I said each team only got one pick but to see that evolution come to light is really cool. And to see where that's going to go in the next few years, as our draft uh, gets bigger, as our league gets bigger, to see that international web kind of get cast across, across the globe is, is really cool. Yeah. It's a, it was a new a neat feature that they added on this year to, to the draft. I mean, I, you know, when I saw that, I, I didn't really know what to expect from that, but it's uh it's definitely going to help grow the game. I know that's the whole point of, you know, we're not just growing our game nationally and, and in North America, we're trying to grow it over the globe. And like we've been talking about, like they're bringing in uh, some imports to the Olympic teams these days. They're trying to grow the game, trying to grow that, make the, their teams better out there. So I think, uh, I think that's a really cool feature. And definitely I know uh, there's some great players all over the world. Um, so hopefully they can bring their talents over here and we can share our, our talents over there. So it's, uh, cause I know we've had a couple of friends um, who played overseas and now they're brought, brought coming back over uh, Ali Monroe, one of them, she's going to be playing for Connecticut. She's a fan of the show. We had her on before. So a uh, <laughs> friend of the show here, Ali Monroe, she'll be playing for Connecticut. So that'll be a fun, uh, fun one. And same with Emma. Pulaski. Yeah. Yeah, we got, over the end of. I was just going to say, Cuse is taking over the NWHL. I don't know, Lindsay, but uh, I think we might have some orange coming out here soon. So we'll see. But yeah, it was, it was, it's really cool to see that kind of, you know, people that leave to North America or from North America and go overseas and then boomerang back. And, you know, maybe, you know, we see a little bit of that mesh through with having these uh, Europeans and, and other players from overseas to come over here. I mean, hopefully they don't boomerang back because we love having them. 
Um, but yeah, same sort of thing. Like with the NHL, this they do the same thing. They bring in a bunch of imports from from all across the globe, and the best talent comes here. So I'm excited to see to see where that goes. But speaking of Emma and Allie, both uh, both signing with Connecticut, Emma being a draft pick this year, I was so jealous that Linda Cohen announced her name I was like Emma do you know who that is like that is incredible you need to network with her now like (laughs) but that draft was so amazing I loved um you know last year it was a really really great opportunity for our league to kind of grow it in a in a COVID situation and I think we did a really good job bringing in so many uh big names some really good talent some good representation and I think this year was was just as good and obviously better. We had a lot of female representation, um, pro baseball, pro hockey, uh, pro basketball, all, all across the sport. So it was really cool to see that. And, and obviously just, you know, with everyone, we had ESPN representation, NBCSN, um, really, really cool stuff. So um, a lot of good talent too that came out of that draft. So I was very, very surprised, especially having uh, been a, a kind of a unique year where players had the option to stay in college if they wanted to do that fifth year. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of a tough year for the draft because of that, right? You know, like there's a lot of talent that are still staying in the NCAA and like, I don't blame them. I took a fifth year, I would too. Hey, so. Fifth year train. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, it, I don't blame them at all, but yeah, no, um, definitely some some talent, good talent still came out. And yeah, like you said, there's some cool, a cool another cool feature to the draft. They uh, had some uh, some cool announcers and one of them being, uh, who later was announced as one of our coaches, uh, Angela James. Also, so she's going to be the assistant coach of the six and um, working alongside uh, coach Mark Joslin. So two of them are going to be uh, coaching us there on the bench. But Angela James, let me start with her, also known as the Wayne Gretzky of women's hockey. What a name. Imagine that. No. So maybe Wayne Gretzky's the Angela James of men's hockey. How about that? There you go. There you Even go. Better, right? So yeah, she's, uh, she's inducted to the hockey hall of fame. People say she's the reason why women's hockey was put on the map and gained recognition as an Olympic sport. So she's, uh, she's quite the woman. Uh, I'm super pumped to play under her. I know she's played best known as a center in, I, I, I believe, but she played some D so hopefully I can get some tips from her. I think she can probably play everything I even saw that she was a goalie at one point so um I mean an athlete's an athlete I guess but I'm not that athletic but uh <laughs> no. no I I can't think of a better woman to, to help coach us this year so it, I I'm super excited to to get on the ice with her and, and get her to get her insight but then uh, our head coach will be Mark Joslin and man he's been around the game for a long time and uh he's actually Mark and, and Angela um, went to school together at Seneca College, so that's how they knew each other, I guess. And and so he brought her on the on the staff. So it was a, a great, great signing for him. And um, but yeah, he clearly knows a lot of the, a lot about the game. He's been around uh, the GTA running hockey programs and uh, junior A men's guys teams um, and programs. I mean, sounds like a great coach, uh, except the fact that I think he's going to skate us a lot. <laughs> welcome to the club Lindsay. you don't know nothing you come to a ribs practice then you'll know what skating like. oh man last year digit wouldn't skate us she'd skate us but not not too bad so i think i hope uh, you in for a rude awakening <laughs> <laughs> we already got an email oh yeah next couple weeks 
conditioning is going to be huge. I'm like, oh no, I know oh. this, this means puck races and puck races. No, no. <laughs> they don't win one this year. Who knows? We'll see. That's a goal. It's a personal goal. Yes. We'll yes. See. But speaking oh, of so. ribs too, obviously we got Anya as our GM now, uh, Anya Packer, uh, wife of Madison Packer, um, my teammate as well. But I think I love this announcement because beyond anything else, Anya is by far the most qualified person for the job. Um, she's been in the league since its inception. She's worked on behalf of the players. Um, she's super organized, super determined, very successful, and is going to bring that leadership to the Rivs. And I'm super excited. I mean, she got her team sold within the first few weeks of being a GM. Like it was, she's done a lot of work for us, a lot in the off season, and really looking forward to to having her this year. Um, she, she is incredible, obviously a good friend of mine, but beyond that, you know, a very good professional for not just our team, but for our league as a whole and beyond hockey too. She's a huge advocate of women's sports. So, um, you know, obviously that's, that's a huge factor in anything, uh, that we do as hockey players, you know, we try to encourage our female athlete fellows and just kind of, you know, growing, growing female sports in general. So i um, really excited for her to be with the Rivs. Um, obviously we have Evo back this year, uh, maybe less of a resume as your coach is over there, but still he's got his third, he's bringing in his third season uh, this year with the Rivs. So he's got, he's got some uh, seniority here. I'm very excited to have him back. And then we also have Kelly Nash joining us, um, who's going to do a lot of our hockey ops and, and scouting, which is really big for, for, I think our team and for the league. Um, you know, we'll talk about our new directors of scouting in a second. Um, but to have that position, you know, that's something that I don't think any other team has really done yet. So just to kind of take those small steps forward, you know, now that we do have a scout on staff, that's that's great for the talent that's going to be coming in uh, in the next few years. And, and as I just mentioned, you know, the directors of scouting for uh, the NWHL, um, you know, it's it shows that there's a true investment in the talent that we're bringing in. And uh, we really have some expertise behind that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just wanted to add on there, like you can really tell Anya, you know, she's like super passionate about the game. And I, I think everywhere you go in women's hockey, you just, you, you meet people passionate about the game, passionate about growing women's sport, hockey and women's sports. And um, I think that that's, you know, that makes for, you know, a better, someone more dedicated to their job when they're passionate about it. Right. So I think that that's awesome. And uh, I'm sure she'll be, she'll be great too. Great for you guys. And, and likewise, the rest of your, uh, your staff. And I didn't know that you guys have a scout, so that's pretty big news. And, and yeah. like you mentioned, so we have um, some new directors of scouting for the league, Bill Flanagan and Ken Dufton. So well, Bill is going to take the U S uh, the U S side and Ken's going to do the can't, the Canadian side, I guess, uh, is the way it rolls, but, um, yeah, like you said, like dedication to, you know, bringing in top tier talent, uh, we are a smaller league, so you don't necessarily. Uh, it'll be cool to see what happens moving forward. If there'll be more of those, cause like you see NHL teams, they are like, tons of scouts my uncle's a scout for Anaheim and I'm, I'm sure there's like a handful more for the team you know and like they get the different areas but um yeah no that's that's great to hear and uh and, and it'll be good to see what kind of talent they bring in and uh they scout out for the league it's only gonna get better I think 
Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's like you said, there's handfuls of uh, people in that position for every NHL team. So um, to show that dedication to our league and, and our programs is, is great. So, um, and we have two, uh, two of the best. So I'm really excited to see who they bring in. And like we had said before, you know, uh, the international talent too. So there it's nowhere but up from here, um, which is super exciting. So I, I would say that that's definitely something that I'm really looking forward to for next season is to, to see how these new roles pan out, um, you know, directors of scouts, um, you know, partnership deals, sponsorship deals, all that kind of stuff. So um, like we said, you know, we made a lot of progress, uh, even though we did have a bubble season last year, there was a lot of progress from season five to season six. And now, you know, moving back into that standard schedule, um, you know, for, for season seven, it's, it'll be good to get back into that swing of things, traveling with the team again. Um, that's something that I definitely missed a lot. There's nothing like game day, uh, traveling on a road or on the road to, to game. So, um, you know, obviously the Toronto trip, uh, the ribs have been talking about, we're super excited about, so that'll be fun. And, uh, and obviously heading out to Minnesota is always a good trip too. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be, it'll be nice to have some sense of normalcy, if, uh, hopefully fingers crossed that we can keep it that way. Uh, obviously staying safe in the process, but um, really, really eager to get back to, to the road trips for sure. That's something that I really missed last season. So yeah, I'll welcome you to the six, Brooke. Oh, that's not what I was saying, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be good. Have you ever been to Toronto? No, no, I've been close. I've seen it in the distance when I came to visit you last time oh, okay. uh, in Ottawa, but um yeah no never been to Toronto heard it's great okay. though so yeah it's see, fun city we'll see for myself yeah 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 I'm I'm really looking forward to some normalcy um I mean the bubble was cool and all but you know one time thing I really hope for uh forever you know so we can just get to get back to normal and get things going again uh the schedule's out so we'll have to get everyone out there uh check it out look it up should be uh should be some good tilts. I can't remember when we play each other, but um, we'll have to set up our projections here uh, in a couple episodes yeah. from now. Yeah, I know. I know we have lots of guests that we want to bring on and lots of plans for this season. It's uh, big plans. We've been cooking up. The tea's been boiling, like I said. So we got lots more tea. Uh, but one thing I do want to bring up is um, one of uh, a former Buffalo Butte Jordan Ott was diagnosed with breast cancer recently and so uh, our thoughts and, and you know prayers are, are with her and uh, we're thinking about her and and sending strength so if anyone wants to support we'll we'll put a link in our bio um, I know there's some GoFundMe's out there and I believe the Buttes are, are selling shirts so um, check that out and, and try and support in any way you can I mean I can't imagine what she's going through right now so I know the whole league is behind her. Yeah, definitely. And that's just a testament to the hockey community. Um, you know, we're always there for each other, not just women's uh, hockey players, but uh, extending beyond that into the NHL and beyond. So, so um, it's really great. And at the end of the day, we're all human. So um, we're going to be there for Jordan and we're, we're hoping for her, like you said. Uh, so we're going to keep rooting for her. And uh, like you said, too, we'll put a, a link in our bio to show uh, Jordan your support. Um, but again, just, just keep her in your thoughts as, uh, as we move here closer to the season. But um, Jordan, we're thinking of you and uh, we look forward to seeing you, um, how you progress through everything. So, uh, but that's gonna do it for our first episode back, first episode of season two. 
I can't believe it. We've made it this far, Linz. Um, like you said, though, lots of uh, lots of stuff to spill uh, in these next couple of weeks. So we'll keep you guys informed on on everything. Um, we'll blast out the episodes and all that good stuff. But uh, before we sign off again, like we always say in every episode, big thanks uh, to Joe up at Pro Skate Corner. Get out there. Uh, Hawk season's coming around pretty soon. So you want to get everything that you need from him up there in the GTA. So uh, big shout out to Pro Skate Corner for, for all they do for us. And uh, we're really looking forward to having them on our side as we move forward into season two. We'll talk to you guys soon.